0: welcome jamsters to another edition of the sun's jam session podcast we appreciate it if you're taking the time to listen to this pod or if you're watching along live on youtube as per usual we appreciate you thanks for hanging out with us if you're listening on the bright side of the sun podcast network this is a reminder not even a reminder this is a a, hey how you doing guess what we got something going on Uh, we're actually going to be joining a new local arizona sports network and rather than you having to consume this podcast via bright side. And essentially the way that works is you go to your podcasting platform, you type in Bright Side of the Sun and we're an episode there. You can actually just put in Sun's jam session podcast and we're going to have our own independent feed of Brightside. So we no longer will be on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. We thank them for everything that they've done, allowing us to grow over this past season. Matthew and I still will be writers for Bright Side of the Sun and obviously mentioned this podcast. But if you want to hear the pod and consume it via audio, you're going to have to hop on over to the Sun's Jam Session podcast solo. So we appreciate you making this transition with us. Tell your friends and head to, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Head to our page and give us those thumbs up or or five star reviews. Leave some reviews. Let's build up and let everybody know where to find us. So, I welcome to the pod Matthew. A lot of exciting stuff happening there, buddy. It is after such a you know a tough time for a lot of Suns fans and Jamsters.
1: Thanks again for joining us. It's exciting for us. Uh, another step for us in the right direction, I think. And uh, I just anywhere we're potting, as long as the Jamsters are with us, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Right, John.
0: Yes, it's weird because it's like, you know, two, three days ago, the season ended. And, you know, we've all had time to kind of, uh, you know, absorb that blow. And now we're on to bigger and better things. And we always do it with the, the Jamsters by our side. So you loyal listeners are what makes doing this ever so fun. So we appreciate it. If you're watching along live on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the subscribe button. And you can become an elite Jamster simply by clicking the join button in the description or on the button below. They have buttons and such. And Matthew, did you know that 45.1 of our views on YouTube come from people who have not subscribed? Did you know, I that, do know that?
1: I do know that, yep.
0: Well, that means people subscribe below. We appreciate it. And hit the please little subscribe. bell. Please, please subscribe. Subscribe everywhere, especially especially with us moving our podcast to a new platform, essentially, uh, with the Dry Heat Network, which I'm giving you kind of a, a sneak peek of something that's coming around the corner a new Arizona sports uh, network of, you know, not just the Suns, but a bunch of stuff. So a bunch of things are going to be coming out on that. And we're kind of the tip of that sword talking about that. Uh, one of our jamsters in the chat, Hayden Schweiker, he says, he'll always be here. And congratulations, Hayden, soon to be daddy. Daddy Hayden. Daddy Hayden. I'm like, come on, yeah, man, congrats, say
1: Congrats I, thought, yeah, I thought you were going to add more to that, but yeah, congrats Hayden. Uh, I think I was the first one he texted. So that made me feel so special. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> Love you, you Hayden. Know. It's going to be a good time.
0: Hell yeah. So uh, that being said, Jamsters, if you're watching along live, we got plenty to talk about. We're going to talk about the aftermath of the 2021 season being over. We're going to talk about player grades on this pod. We're going to talk about the Chris Paul conversation, and we're going to give some yes. names on our early free agent targets. Like obviously, We've been so focused on this team making a march to the finals that looking at the free agent market and the draft are things that we might not be as well versed in. So we're going to take a, a stab at some free agents. And then when we go live on Tuesday, we're actually going to have a draft expert in here. Zona Sports on Twitter is going to join us and tell us how he is looking at this draft and who he thinks uh, the Sun should you know, pursue. So, you know, let's just pop open a beer, man. Let's do it. You popping one Friday night? Uh, You know what? It is a Friday, but I just got water. I'm sorry. You know what? I'll allow it. Uh, (laughs) But this one, Jamsters, this one's for Hayden right here. (laughs) Cheers and congratulations, brother. Let's talk about a lot of sudden stuff and stuff. The 2020-2021 season is officially behind us. You know, we can sit here and talk about how we're feeling, what's going on, how we're doing mentally. But I'll ask you this question to start, Matthew: Are you listening to any other podcasts yet? Basketball podcasts? Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I just so you're started. back on.
0: I'm back in. I think the most difficult
1: thing I had. To deal with was during the series when the Suns were on the four game losing streak out of their uh, to lose the championship during that span no kevin o'connor no bill simmons i just i couldn't listen to him those are my two main anything else you know like even like the dan Lebatard show nothing sports i couldn't deal with it i mean i was listening to a lot of joe rogan other things murder mystery stuff things to keep my <laughs> mind off of it but anything to do with sports I was away from it but right now i'm back in it I, I i peeked my head in a little bit today with bill simmons and his recap of the friday friday pod. he went over a little bit but the pod before him and ryan rusilla where they went over everything and we know rusilla loves cp3 so it was mm-hmm. interesting to hear their takes on it it wasn't as bad i mean bill simmons didn't mention something like hey uh sorry the window might be closed for phoenix but i i highly doubt that and he took deandre Eden off his top 20 list of players to win a championship with already, he just put him on there. He just put him on there, so he's off. So it's all over for the Suns, supposedly. But I don't believe that. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Good to be back hearing Bill Simmons and uh, Kevin O'Connor. I miss those guys.
0: Well, you're ahead of me then, because I have yet to consume any basketball podcast or any podcast. this period. Like this has been a week of in my on my drive to work and while at work, instead of putting on Spotify and listen to my pods. I've just been playing music. And when I come home at night, if I'm chilling around the house, watching lightning storms and some monsoonage that's going on, typically I will be, you know, listening to the podcasts that I normally consume. The Bill Simmons podcast, uh, the Timeline podcast, Kevin O'Connor, Ryan Russillo, uh the Ringer NBA show. Even I'll even throw some Zach Lowe in there sometimes. I haven't consumed any of that this week. I've just totally turned off to sports right now it's literally been like come home i'm watching some curb your enthusiasm um i picked back up the, the wire season? uh no i'm we shan and i are started at the very beginning good yeah great i love show. it it's so the good last I, I,
1: season I, I, was the best season so this, i'm I just can't saying I it gets wait. better all but right. <laughs> that's that's
0: it, it well and it starts out great and like i've picked up the wire again i never finished all five seasons of the wire good. so i'm watching a little bit of that so i'm just consuming different content for a while and that's kind of how i've been absorbing this, you know, it's a devastating loss for the Phoenix Suns. It sucks. And I'm still content with wh- exactly what I said on this podcast once we finished. You know, I, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm thankful for who this team is and what they've done. But at the same time, like, I don't want to hear it from Bill Simmons yet. I don't want to hear it from anyone else. I don't want to, I'm just not there yet. And, you know, the Olympics start tonight. And I know that I'll slowly start to get back in kind of the groove of watching sport and, I think the biggest part of that is having this podcast again, and and going. You know what? Basketball never stops. It never does. It's a three sixty five coverage uh, extravaganza. It's one of the reasons you and I love doing this pod. It's because you know what? The season might be over, but boom, we've got a draft next. We've a draft next week. We've got free agency in ten days. We've got the Olympic basketball to talk about. We'll have summer camps. I mean, there's so much to talk about. So you can't sit around and do like four podcasts of, of licking your wounds. And I think that as we record this one here, uh, this is kind of it. This is it on licking our wounds. Uh, I think that we should just talk about kind of some draft grades, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, not draft grades, uh, uh, player grades for the team that we just saw play and talk about how they perform this year and, and, you know, just dish out some grades. We can be like teachers today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I enjoy that more than what Booker has to do when he has to get on a plane with Middleton and Drew Holiday to go to Tokyo. But, you know, I mean, all these players, they're just one big family, a lot of them, right? I mean, these teams just separated them for the time being. But after it's all said and done, I feel like they're friends. But that would suck, though, to have to ride with those two dudes after just losing the championship. So I'd rather be here with you and the Jancers talking about some greats.
0: Shout out to Kid in the chat. He's watching Sopranos again. Great call. That's a perfect, like, I just don't want to think about sports kind of uh, show to watch. It's the best. It really is. Uh, Breaking Bad, too. That's another one. Like, all these shows that are uh, so so good. But you know what? We're not here to talk about the shows. We're Phoenix Suns fans. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually dish out player grades for the last season. And I got to ask you, Matthew, what is your criteria for your grading structure as we bring up different members of the team this past season? It's a finals grade.
1: It's a grade where, you know, you're, you're graded upon the final test. And I think the final test, of course, was the finals. Okay. So it makes sense. But then a lot of these players didn't play in the finals. A lot of yes. them we saw over time. So I will still base it off of that. But during the season for the bench players, mostly get their grades. In the finals is where I will really give you the, the overall grade. What
0: about you? Okay. Okay. Uh, shout out to Saul. Saul Bookman's in the chat says he's rewatched Brooklyn Nine Nine. Matthew, we love that show, don't we? I do. Yeah, I don't like the new stuff, but the old no, but the old stuff is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Men Ken Kenny says Metallica and Queen at the gym on the AirPods right now instead of uh, podcast. So it's love funny how we. AirPods. It's funny how we. Yeah, you got AirPods now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome aboard, iPhone I'm user. I'm a new
1: person, man. I'm I, a, I feel
0: good. Right. Nothing's oh, holding me back, man. Oh, it's fantastic. It's inter- it's it's yeah. interesting how we all process this defeat that we've gone through, uh, as for grades, I'm using the, how they played this season. It's in its totality compared to my expectations entering the season as my grading system. okay. So as we go through these different players, that's kind of my baseline. So you're using kind of the finals as a baseline. So you're really going to be using the recency bias grade structure. And I'm going to be doing the, how they played compared to my expectations entering the season grading system. So, that's where we're coming from jamsters in case you're wondering and let's just start you know start from the bottom now we're here let's start with Tyshawn <laughs> Sean Alexander okay that's who this guy is right here yeah yeah that's him So Tyshawn, what grade do you give Tyshawn Alexander for his (laughs) 2020, 2021 season? Should we do this? Sorry, there we go. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Um.
1: I mean, before it kind of looked like he was hanging out with us a little bit, so it was kind of cool. But uh, um, your call. I mean,
0: you're you're the DJ too. You do whatever you want. Either
1: either way, I like the close up. Like the far away, it, it doesn't bother me, man. But. Him, I, you have to give him. I don't know a C, right? I was just thinking C, just to be there. C's get degrees. You're in the MBA. You're you're past, you're past enough to where you're with the big guys, right? You did just enough. You're still here. You're in the NBA. Uh, you were on the team in the locker room, never playing a minute. Um, but I just have to give him a C, just because he had no control o- over whether or not he can play or not. A lot of these, none of the rookies, are obviously for the Suns, even played in a minute. Really, I think Jalen Smith had a few playoff minutes, but him, I just have to give him a C, dude. I just, I don't want to give him like a D or a B. A B's too much. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a C. What do you think, man?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll go through what some of the Jamsters are saying. You have Fabio in the chat says who? <laughs> Kenneth Payne says, "Hey, uh, he made a three against the Spurs." Men Kenny, uh, Men Ken Kenny says, uh, "Tyshawn Na uh, in- in- incomplete," and so does Kota Kit says Na. You know, I'll give him again. This is based on my expectations coming into the season. I'll give him a C as well. He was average relative to my expectations. I didn't think he'd get much playing time. He didn't. He looked okay in the in a little bit of the playing time that he did play. Nothing truly uh or really to be overly impressed. I'll give him a wet willy here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go down the line. All right. Jalen Smith. Okay, I'll start with this one. We'll just go back and forth okay. that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give Jalen Smith a D minus relative to my mm. expectations. I think that in the preseason, when you and I uh were looking at the Suns and we were seeing him play, we were really excited. If you go onto our YouTube channel, you'll see we, we had a breakdown where we broke down his minutes against the Jazz and the Lakers in preseason, and I really think that we were kind of excited that, hey, you know, this kid's big. He's got, he's got a lot of growing to do, uh, both out and in his game, but we were looking forward to seeing some semblance of progress this season, which we didn't see at all. Lost on defense a lot, didn't get a lot of opportunity, and when he did, he just looked like somebody who – you know, understandably so underperformed we've talked about it at nauseum in the past he's somebody who didn't get a, a a a summer league he didn't get a true preseason didn't have an opportunity to really develop and just was kind of thrown into the mix and my hope is moving forward he could be somebody who is a factor for this team uh but I'm going to actually write a piece on Brightside on why I think he should be traded. So, oh. you know, and, and Kenneth Payne says, I love sticks in the chat. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kenny gives him a C, you know, and I get it. We all have a, a fondness for sticks for a lot of the same reasons that, that we did for Cameron Johnson. We wanted, we want James Jones to be right with this pick, but the most disappointing thing is when Dario Sarch went out in the NBA finals, Monty Williams couldn't even touch this guy. And this should have been the guy who could have come in Mm. if he had been developed properly and was old enough, he would have been the ideal guy to come in and and pick up some of those minutes. But he just wasn't ready, and you have to think, if Monty Williams isn't going to give this guy any chance, how applicable is is he going to be moving forward? So again, D-minus for me for Sticks. (laughs) And a D from Joe Cush in the chat. Matthew. Man,
1: you you know, a D minus in a trade. Wow, what a season by Jalen Smith and a wet <laughs> willy. I don't think these players enjoy that, John. But um, I honestly I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna give him a C. Okay. And the only reason is he did start out terrible, but you have to there's a couple factors in this, right? I mean, his his offseason, no offseason, coming in, playing on a team that eventually is gonna go to the championship. You have to perform, right? In order for you had to perform even though like players like uh, you know each uh, one more would a few times in a few games. Javon Carter would come in. you can count on these guys they still didn't get minutes in the playoffs or in the finals. but Jalen Smith, I feel like that's a lot to ask for him to come into the finals and even do anything. I maybe maybe that would have hurt him more in his future than it would have helped him. You know what I mean? Maybe throw him out yep. trial by fire. Maybe that's the thing that would have helped him. But I think he just needs an offseason. And it, it's it's kind of it's a weird situation for the Suns with this guy because he he has an opportunity to stay with the team, develop, maybe be that guy that can back up DA and back up Cameron Johnson next season, but we don't know. And that's like kind of like risks that the Suns are not really gonna take, right? They want to have a, a for sure guy. So trading him, you might be right. D Midas, I don't agree with C just because he came back out towards the last, the latter half of the season and a few games. And he actually gave us a little bit of a look of what maybe he could do. He looked a little bit better, uh, handling himself out there. Just his body was in the right place. Like he actually held himself up. He wasn't like falling over the place like he was in the beginning. So I think he
0: developed a little bit better. So I'm gonna go with the C understandable. And you know, you see a lot of the people in the chat, they're saying, Hey, you know, let's see how he does in summer league. And I'll tell you, if the Suns don't yeah. trade him, which I don't think the Suns will trade him, and and I'll get into it maybe a little bit later. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it right now. One of the only reasons I think that Jalen Smith, and this is the angle I'm going to come from on Brightside, one of the reasons you do trade Jalen Smith is because of his contract. It's $4 million a year, and you look at our cap space this offseason, we're not going to have a lot of it. When you have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges, you know, in the latter of two who are going to be available for extensions, you really start to eat up a bunch of cap space. And it's a lot of those lower level guys who can provide an impact. And he didn't provide an impact. Kenneth says in the chat, he says he checks a lot of boxes, boxes for us if he can figure out. So I think that's probably one of the most exciting things about summer league is watching Jalen Smith actually get a summer league this season to see how he truly does impact this team. And if he does have the ability to just learn how to play defense. Because he is like Bambi on ice skates when it comes to defense. So, uh, D minus for me, a C for Matthew. Matthew's two for two for the, with the Cs. We're gonna pass it on to Etwan Moore. Hanging out with Etwan. What do you give him for his grade last season, Matthew?
1: Um, This one I'm gonna do a C plus, and the only reason is because the game winner gave him that plus at the end of the season. That game winning shot was really nice. but the Spurs, y- yes, the last game of the season. So. Yeah. What he what he was and what we really thought he was going to be is two different things. I think the locker room guy was there, right? You got the guy who was, I guess, I mean, we're not in there, but you can kind of tell he's a good locker room guy from interviews we did with the teams he was before. So we knew that coming in, and I, I feel like he was. I feel like he was a guy that was quiet. He wouldn't make a fuss of anything. He, he didn't play a lot this year, but when he came in, he was a little bit of a factor. He did a lot more than what I thought he would do. Um, but going to the playoffs, you can rely on him. It's not a guy you can go any further with than the regular season. And it's kind of like meaningless games, right? The meaningless minutes. And but he did perform at some times. Sometimes he would, but he was just a little inconsistent a few times here and there. But I just I'm gonna do C plus just because I think what we got from him was something that every team's gonna have in the future with him you know it's like if we do trade him if he's on another team next year it's like we'll, we'll tell that podcasting station like oh dude he was great you know what i heard was great locker room guy uh when he came in he he was uh sometimes he could help a team win but sometimes he couldn't but that's what you're gonna get from a bench role player but uh c plus i think the plus is just of course because the game winning shot man
0: that's a really these, these good are hard way to talk it.
1: about because they don't play a lot. So I'm I'm well, really, exactly we're really starting searching from the something. bottom. We're starting from the I'm bottom. Ser- I'm like,
0: yeah, I am drowning right now. I'm trying to find <laughs> my way up to the surface, too, with these guys. Well, so were these guys when it comes to being on the bench. You know, they were drowning, trying to get some playing time, and that's why it's tough to grade these guys. And a lot of the, the listeners in the chat are saying, you know what? He's a C, he's a C plus, he's a C minus. And I'm mm-hmm. right along there too. I'll give him a C as well because. Again, relative to my expectations for the season, he did exactly what I thought he would be. He's a guy who had a couple spot starts, had an opportunity to just be a, a veteran guy on a team of young players who serviced this team the way that he should. Uh, he he's two and zero in the playoffs as a starter. You know, when Chris Paul was out against the Clippers, True. he really didn't yeah. have an impact on the game, but he was a, still a starter. So I think you know, again, just relative to how he, I expected his season to go, bought back into the bench guy, I think that he did what he was supposed to do. I'd be interested to see if he is somebody that the Suns look to bring back next year because he's one of those veteran minimum guys. So, you know, another guy who's very similar, but I think uh, had much more of an impact is Langston Galloway. And I think my player grade for him is probably a B and it had potential to be in like an A minus if Monty just would pull the trigger on him a little bit more throughout the season. That was the challenge. When, it, when he played, I, I always enjoyed his, His moments. I enjoyed having him on this team. I think that he was a firecracker and he was ready to go off at any time. It's just that Monty Williams didn't light that piece of dynamite often enough to allow him to actually explode on the court. We didn't see him in the playoffs, unfortunately, and I think that that's something that if you know you go back and you look at some of those minutes, you try to see if there's any way we can get some Langston minutes in there when we need a little bit more offense, and especially when you go back against the Lakers and the Clippers, where we had a couple games where there were second quarters that were devoid of points. Put Langston there, let him jack up a couple shots. See see what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, another guy I really hope that we have on this team next year. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a B minus, uh, knowing that he probably could have been a an A at least an A-minus. I loved him. I loved having him on this team. A lot of people in the chat gave him a B-minus as well. Matthew, what are you rocking for?
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with a lot that you were saying, man. I think, but I'm going to go with the B. And it's because when he did come in, I can only count maybe a handful of times where he wasn't really productive this season. But he played a lot during the season coming off the bench. But then when we went through those lulls where it's like, where is he? Like, what did he do to stay on the bench? Why is he not coming out just to help us, you know, like a Eddie house kind of mentality where he'd Mm -hmm. come out and get us back into a game. It's insane to where, you know, if Monty goes back to look at the season, not even the finals, like what could I have done better? That's just one thing him. And we'll talk about Javon Carter later. It's like, Bring these guys in more. I know you want kind of like a set rotation, but when things are getting mucky and just nasty, and these guys aren't finding a rhythm out there, he's the perfect guy to throw in there. And he was so good. I feel like it just being really pesky on defense in a in a smaller way than what Javon would bring, but just getting rebounds, doing the little things out there, just to the point to where it was very noticeable, you know. And you don't expect that from him. You just you expect a knockdown shooter, and he was that. I mean. He should have got more playing time, but he he definitely was someone where before he joined the Suns, I'm like, I don't know what to expect. And we got a lot out of him, but I, maybe that's the coaching too. That's Monty. That's that's the whole coaching staff that really helped him come into the games and be prepared whether or not he got called upon or not.
0: You know, Langston, if you look at his statistics this year, when it comes to minutes, he was 14th in the, in the on the team with 11 minutes averaged. But if you look at his per 36 numbers... He was fifth or he was uh, eighth with 15.6 points per game per 36. Wow. So, again, that that wow, just yeah. kind of shows you that this guy is somebody who uh, somebody just said in the chat that he's going to be playing somewhere else next year. Uh, yeah. Probably. K- Kenny says he says, Sir Langston will be playing elsewhere. And I agree with that. I think that when you're looking to try to construct this roster going into next season, I think that he played well enough to where other teams are going to you know, maybe offer him a little bit more money. So unless he absolutely loves the culture here, he's probably going to be somewhere else and he's going to go to a good team and he's going to be a contributor. And he did that for this team when it was needed. I just feel like, you know, especially during the regular season, like he should have got more minutes. I'll never forget that game against Detroit where he had like 14 or 17 points in the first half. And he did, he played like two minutes in the second half and we ended up losing the game. Uh, and I was just, I was so, so frustrated at Monty, at that decision. So, uh, next up. Abdul Nader. The Tornator, Darth Nader himself, tsunami <laughs> uh, or pyramid poppy. I'm sorry, pyramid poppy. Yeah, <laughs> pyramid Close poppy. To him there, man. What grade do you give the popster? Oh well,
1: he's he. Speaking of Monty, he's Monty's guy, right? If he's available, if he's healthy, he is in. He's playing 48 minutes a game. He, I'll give him a B minus, and the minus really is just the 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 effort leading up to the failure at the rim. We saw that a lot yes. this year, to where he almost could finish any play. He looked like a superstar sometimes getting to the rim, but he could just could not finish. But the effort was there defensively. He was long. And you know, I always thought he was Devin Booker because they looked the same from far away. So I always thought it was Booker, but it wasn't because I'm like, Oh, this guy is actually like playing some decent defense out there. And he would, but then when he first joined the team and he was playing like a few minutes here and there, I'm like, he seems kind of out of place. He kind of gathered himself as the season went along and it, it always became a question. It's like, why are we playing Nader? Where's Langston Galloway? Where's Javon Carter? Why don't we play these guys? It's because it's Monty's guy, man. He believed in him. I think he saw something in him if he didn't get hurt and it wasn't able to play really a lot in the postseason. Maybe he would have been a factor to help them not win a championship but be more of a contributing factor on the defensive end and getting to the lane. Maybe he could have finished those layups, finished at the rim
0: towards the end. But uh, we didn't really get to see that too much. So I'm just going to go B-. minus. So if you look at performance and availability, like he gets like a D minus because he wasn't consistent. He didn't play a lot because of injuries. But again, I'm basing my grades on how I thought they performed relative to what my expert expectations were at the beginning of the season. Abdul Nader was the throw in on the CP three trade. No one really knew who he was. They saw, okay, they looked at his height. You're like, okay, another wing, a wing is good. Uh, I don't remember him much from playing with Oklahoma City, so I didn't have very many expectations for him. So he does end up getting a B- minus from me just because he did outperform what I thought he was going to be. He had one great game, which was literally the night that I had wrote a a whole piece on Brightside about how the team needs to play like Nader, not relative necessarily to his uh, actual performance, but his hustle, his willingness to try to take the ball to the rim. His, his he wanted to be aggressive and especially at a time in which the Phoenix Suns weren't getting to the line at all. He was at least trying to get to the line. Uh, Roy in the trash says he gives him an F because he thought he was Jordan. Yeah, he did think he was Jordan. Hmm. And Kenneth Payne says he was he was medium sized dick book. You know, he's not big dick book. He was like medium sized <laughs> dick book. Uh, but so for those reasons, I'll give him a B minus. But, you know, Abdul Nader. Another guy who I'm, I'll be interested to see what happens this upcoming offseason that's going to be coming fast and furious. All right, next up, Frank the Tank. Frankie J, man. This guy. Pupa the guy, Frank. This, yeah, Poopa Frank, not Papa. No, Pupa. he looks like Pupa Purple. Frank.
1: He always looks purple in his picture. <laughs> he? Yeah,
0: it's not the best picture that ESPN has of him. Um, <laughs> Frank Kaminsky, I'm going to give a D to. Uh, he's somebody and, – and, and this is, again – expectations uh, I really thought that he was going to play a better part for this team and granted I know there, there was that stretch where he started 11 games and the Suns went like 11-0 or 10-1 right after that 8-8 eight and eight run to start the season but after that he was really a non-factor the rest of the season I thought that he could be you got to remember Frank Kaminsky coming out of college is a national player of the year from the University of Wisconsin And essentially, he became an outside shooter who doesn't play physical or rebound. And I was really hoping that we would see a little bit more of that, especially after we got rid of the likes of Damian Jones. We needed him to. We needed some semblance of size to come from Frank. He continued to play around the perimeter. You know, obviously, game six of the NBA finals, he had six points in seven minutes and was looking like, oh, hey, this could be the answer. But it's never the answer. Frank (laughs) Kaminsky was never the answer. Uh, So for that reason, he gets the D minus from a guy.
1: All right, man. I'm gonna go uh, C, and it's because I'm I'm, I'm opposite. When he came back to the Suns, I just liked him because he was Frank the Tank, you know. And uh, (laughs) Kenneth Payne put it in the trap chat perfectly. Yeah, I hate him. And, but I love him sometimes. And that's exactly the way I was. you know. He's like the no, no, yes guy, but mm-hmm. it's just like no, 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 no. And then yes, like <laughs> 1% of the time. But he did play pretty good in the last game for the Suns in the finals. Maybe that's something Monty should have done more. Who knows? Who cares really about that? I honestly, I just think that he, he brought some... He brought some characters to the team for sure. Uh, I think that's what you get with him uh, in the locker room. And I think that also when he was on the floor, it's always like, well, we have no size. So you got to play Frank. So it's like not really a whole lot of options there for the sun. So you have to play him for sure. And he, sometimes I loved him, dude. And he would hit the big shots or he would just make a stupid play, kind of like a, a better Dario at sometimes. But most of the time, just nothing really there. But I didn't really expect much. So I'm going to give him a C, man.
0: I'm going to give him a wet willy. Brrr, take that, Frankie. Dario Sarich. Oh man. What's your grade? This is a
1: tough one, dude. I'm going to give him a B though. And maybe that's too high. Maybe that's too high, but I think there's something there that happened with him towards the end of the season. Maybe there, he was injured or something because we talk about this all the time, but he was seriously doing so good for the Suns at one point, right? Six man of the year. I hate to repeat myself, but he had an opportunity to, to really take that ward away. And then I don't know. I think it was an injury. I think it's something weird. Obviously he's injured. He's going to be injured going into next year and that sucks for him, but it just, he kind of fell off a cliff, but when he was good, this the Sun team was playing fantastic together, man. He was a connector, he was someone that really bought the second team together. Him and CP3 had a connection that that Aiden didn't have with them, you know what I mean. He had it automatically with Chris Paul, and he just knew how to play the game fundamentally wise. He was perfect, but he did fall off. So, but I'm gonna give him a B just because of the Sarge smoke break. Everything he brought to us, like the locker room uh, chat that Monty had after I think it was Game Four loss, he's all "Keep your head up." And then Mon- Sorryich <laughs> puts his head up right away. <laughs> yeah. after <he> put <laughs> his head down. <laughs> but I just I I love Saric. I really do. I think he will still have a good career in the NBA, and I think he'll probably he'll still be a son next year. But I'm gonna give him a B.
0: Well, he, he has to be a son next year because he has he, to. We man. can't we I can't trade that. Him. Because his contract, he's got he yeah. a $9 million contract for the next two years. He's got a blown ACL, so we won't even see him till the next spring. So <laughs> unless somebody wants to trade for literally nothing, Dario's on the team. Uh mm-hmm. Han, and I know I messed that up and I apologize. Uh, a guy with his own segment has to get an A, right? Wrong. I'm going to give him a D. Whoa, I really, a lot yeah. of
1: D's going out for a championship well,
0: contender, my well, man. But, well, we're about, to, we're, we're about to get into the A's and the reason why they're yeah. A's. Because, again, this is relative to how I thought they'd be at the beginning of the season. And I think that Dario, I had a lot of high expectations for him. We all did. We, we were, did. We talked about how the key to success for the Suns this year, especially with Dario Saric, is his willingness to accept his role and become a six-man candidate. To be the guy who didn't need to be the starter, like he was for the previous season when the team didn't make the playoffs. Dario Sarch was our starting power forward, so he accepted his role. He came, he played, and he didn't play well a lot to the point where he did have his own segment because it was a smoke break. Because when he would come on the court, it looked like he was, you know, had, was huffing and puffing and pounding marble reds and didn't know where he was at and discombobulated leather jackets and such. You know, so he's somebody who I had high expectations for. I still love Dario. But I just didn't think that he he lived up to them in any way, shape, or form. And had he done that even a little bit more consistently, there was like that one stretch that he played well, and then boom, he fell off. Like February on, he was bad, man. He was it was tough. We talked about it every night. So again, he'll be on the team next year just because uh, you know we're, we, that's somebody you can't trade. All he right. Picks, what, though.
1: Great picture yes. of him, man. Great I, picture. How yeah. much sexier can it look? Well, here thing, I'll, right? t- I'll
0: tell you how you can look sexier. This man right here, the juice, <laughs> Tori <Torrey> Craig has <laughs> one of the best headshots in the NBA. Uh, Tory Craig is somebody yeah. who I I am going to I I love. It. He's got the headband. He's got the TC <laughs> on his shoulder for Tori Craig, but it also says Twin Cities, you know, because that's the yeah the, yeah the the, the Minnesota right. Twins. Um, I'm gonna give Tori Craig an A minus. Because he completely outplayed all of the expectations I had for him to the point where I was begging for more minutes for this guy throughout our playoff run. I think his defense, I think his ability to shoot the three ball, which I didn't see coming, uh, and his size and his, the way that he would just snag rebounds aggressively, like where you have Dario Sarch like falling down trying to grab a rebound, like bouncing it to himself like a cat with a yarn ball. You have Tori Craig who's just grabbing that shit like he's Thanos trying to grab worlds and crush them. And that, I mean, A-. minus. He completely outplayed my expectations for cash considerations.
1: Yeah, as soon as he came on the team, it was like, oh man, this guy needs more minutes automatically. And maybe that was around the same time, right? When Dario kind of fell off. I don't know if that had any kind of similarity or any kind of uh, parallel to parallel. the team. Maybe in a way, I don't know. I'm just not thinking that right now. But honestly, I'm going to give him... I was gonna say a B minus, but I'm gonna say a B plus. And because of his play, his rebounding, like you said, but the confidence the guy had really in any situation. If it was a three, if it was just a good look, a good pass to him, and he's set up and ready to shoot the three, he'll throw it up there. The guy had a lot of confidence, and he would come in and those the crashing, the rebounds is something that you know we haven't seen on this team in forever. A guy that actually goes up and just wants the ball, wants every rebound. That was this guy. I don't remember a guy for a long time that was that way on this team. Maybe Sean Marion in a way. But this guy, especially as a role player... Like he he filled the shoes for a lot of players coming off the bench where he had to make up for size he had to come in and defend the biggest dudes on the other team it reminds you of Sean Marion a little bit there too mm-hmm. but he he was just he performed any time he was in maybe a few off nights but he was just he was there man so B plus for sure
0: and we're getting a lot of the same in the chat a lot of B pluses B minuses Bs and as Sir Daddy says A plus only player on the team that has a championship ring crazy right yeah it's crazy that's a weird story all right another guy who uh i think played really well this season doesn't mm-hmm. have the greatest mug shot oh, um come on it's, a, it's all good yeah wet it's willy. Good. i need you to do a wet willy too both I will wet willy camp- to campaign well oh, i <laughs> went the wrong way yeah, you went the wrong way <laughs>
1: i'll blow in the back of their <laughs>
0: neck what is, is your grade way?
1: for campaign <laughs> <laughs> oh my first day of the, he's an a for sure uh, almost an a plus a plus i'm kind of saving those he's an a i mean he's someone i hope they bring back he's been a backup point guard to the suns like no other he seriously has at times even in the finals and i've said it before he was playing so good with the first team. And sometimes I'm just like, was CP three have to come back in with the way he was playing in the series sometimes. So he, he filled some big roles or some big shoes at some times. And the way he played with the first unit, the second unit, it didn't matter when he came in, he knew what he wanted to do. The only thing that was bad that doesn't give him the plus is he would always have those layups. The first, the first layup of the game for him, was always a bad layup; it would get swatted out of there. Something I just to test the rim. But then he would come back, hit some big threes, get to the rim, and just do open under whatever he needed to do to get past the big guy. And he was more of a playmaker than I thought he would be. I, I he's a guy, the first guy on this list where I just truly hope he comes back to the Suns because he did a lot for this team.
0: Yeah, I think that he's an A without a doubt. Just a solid A. No A minus, no A plus, just a straight A. Uh, Because again, going into the season, one of our biggest concerns with this team was who was going to be the backup to CP3. I think a lot of our expectations were that Chris Paul was not going to play a ton of minutes this year. He's older. He was going to have to take some more rest. None of that really happened. And I think that was almost a detriment to how the roster was built out. uh, Seeing as we carried so many guards on this team, um, mm-hmm. and I think that, Oh, ding. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's correct. Uh, but I think that that's, uh, you know, Cameron Payne lived up and took away a lot of those minutes from a lot of other players with his play. You couple that with Chris Paul's health throughout the season and, but he, but he earned them. He took them all away. And I think that, uh, you know, definitely an A. For this guy, without a doubt. Do you know what I realize as I'm going through here? There's one player whose mug I didn't for- I forgot to put on here. Oh poop! It's we'll talk about him right now. I'll just put 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 a banner up, I guess, because I don't have an actual graphic for it. And mm-hmm. I'm just a bad person for for doing that. And you know, I hope he's not watching. He's a huge fan of the show. Um, but that's Javon Carter. I don't have Javon Carter's mug on here. I just realized that I already mentioned Um, him twice too. Yeah. I was thinking I'm like, I don't have Javon, Uh, but what grade do you give Javon Carter? Well, I just, I just talked about what uh, campaigns I'll talk about Javon Carter. Javon Carter uh, is a C for me. He did exactly what I expected him to do this season. Again, not a lot of minutes. And I, you know, for the reasons I just mentioned, CP3 was healthy, healthy, and campaign played out of his mind to the point of where he, you know, he gets an a grade from both of us. So unfortunately he didn't have an opportunity to play, but when he did, he played with the same tenacity, the same defense and, you know, could shoot the ball. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go with blaze Megatron. We'll give we'll give him a C plus. Yep. You know, we'll give him a C yep. plus. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I was going to say C plus. I was going to say Blaise is right. I think it's because the plus comes from, you know, you get the C as a base and then the plus comes from just remaining on the bench and never playing. And you just, being okay with that because there's a lot of times we even said it in the finals and the the whole playoffs the the whole playoff run where we're looking for him a lot more you know especially when the team was struggling on defense even guard drew holiday like hey throw him out there but then i think we're just so deep into it with monty's rotation it's like you don't really want to do anything different right now just see how this plays out it played out in a loss of course but i don't think it had anything to do with playing him or not but when he did come in, he was absolutely the guy that you you would see playing the great defense. And he was a guy that uh, coming in the season, I was thinking him. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. He he's. A, I know you
0: were <laughs> so high on Javon Carter. I, I,
1: I really was, and I I got fooled into it. There's a and few things. And campaigns I didn't, the know. one
0: who ended up performing like you thought Javon would.
1: Yes, exactly. Which is so weird. And I wanted to see more of them playing together, and it never really happened as much as I wanted to in crucial moments this season. But he. He he gets a C plus because he a lot of these guys on the bench like you just if you're not playing but then when you come in and you contribute the way that he would it's crazy for him not to get as many minutes as I thought he would so um, I don't well, know what's I, interesting I, about I Javon Carter
0: is you know he's a 3.8 million dollar contract so my expectation is he'll get traded this year because you can use that contract you know you, you take Javon Carter and Jalen Smith together. And that becomes like an almost an $8 million contract and that yeah. could bring somebody else in. So again, you know, I don't know if he'll be so on So quickly, just yeah, out just, the door, just, you know, new like season. That. Just Sorry, like man. that. All right. I'm going to bring up a guy. I'll let you know what you think about Cameron Johnson, Matthew. Oh, Your boy.
1: That is my boy. And he's a uh, starting power forward for the Suns next year, man. And we're, we were doing the eight and watch, you know, last, this last year, I think we need to do a Cam Johnson watch a cam watch okay. because, he's going to get a lot of attention i think from us next year um i give him an a i give him an absolute a uh he went through a stretch where he did hurt his wrist and it cost the Suns just for his minutes because he could not make one three other than that the improvement he made even in the finals to get the attention of anybody that's watching the finals the media espn they were mentioning his name that's big even though i don't believe in any of that you know what i mean this guy doesn't need that he already has a conference he's the oldest young guy on the team but he 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 knows his role he's he's developing a real inside game i think that he can bring into next year hopefully i know it's a short offseason but the three point shot looks even better better than what he started the season with and he's making a he's made a huge leap and he did it in the best time during mm-hmm. the finals dude and even the playoffs like he was there he would come in and contribute when he was healthy uh just staying healthy is a big thing, but I think he looks healthy. He looked like he can really grasp himself. I think a lot of his game too, driving to the rim, getting into the paint with a little hook shot and weird things he was trying to do, he looked more formed in there. He wasn't as jelly as running in there, kind of just losing control. So he he got some control, man. So uh what do you think? What do you give him?
0: I'm right with you and with a lot of the jamsters. You know, uh, Blaze Megatron says it uh, from who the hell is to Cam Johnson to massive three Johnson. You know, he's somebody who gave us one of the best moments of the postseason with his slam dunk over uh, PJ Tucker. Um, He's somebody who I really think that you know, you go back two years ago and you're like, okay, I really don't know what to make of this guy coming into this season. I think we both were excited about the possibility that he could kind of take that next step that we saw both Deandre Ayton and Mikael Bridges taking their second season. And he has performed and you take in the, uh, uh, take into account all of his game. The fact that he has such a sweet stroke from three and the fact that he does have quick feet and he does have size and he can play some defense And all of those factors, and I think you're right, he could end up being our power forward moving into the next season. It comes to, you know, it's going to come down to if the Suns are looking to acquire more assets, Jay Crowder is one of those pieces that all of a sudden becomes very, very sexy to other teams. Jay Crowder has two years left on his contract, $19 million over those two years. So he's somebody who's going to be, He's right in that perfect salary range. That's why like Dario mm-hmm. getting hurt sucks because Dario's also in that perfect salary range where you can give away like Dario and like a pick somewhere and you get a real nice asset back. You could do the yeah. same thing with yeah. Jay Crowder. You know, you go, Hey, it's 9.7 or 9. Point, yeah. 9.7 this year is what he's going to be making. You take that and you can turn that into probably two quality players knowing that Cam Johnson could be your starting forward and you could, you could solidify the bench behind him with, uh, the, with the money and the asset that you spent in Jay Crowder. So again, we don't know, we don't see it, uh, or we don't know what's going to happen. But that being said, I mean, he's an A. He he he's an A plus for me. I'm going to give Cam the A plus. I think that he was absolutely fantastic this season, and I'm really excited to see what he has coming into next year and just see what he's going to add. Because like you said, Matthew, he he kept adding things throughout the entire season, and it was just you know again fantastic to watch. Before we get into the starters, I do want to throw this out there. Uh, basketball season has come to an end, but the anticipation for next season is just beginning with the NBA draft. Whether your team has the first pick or the last pick, or the 29th pick, like the Phoenix Suns, DraftKings is bringing the excitement to you. DraftKings is adding the, to the thrill by offering a free-to-enter draft pool this Thursday with $10,000 up for grabs. Draft King, uh-huh, DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to the pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen on draft night and track your results throughout the evening. DraftKings will be hoping, hosting a draft night-specific pool with questions ranging from who will be picked before whom all the way to who do you think will trade a pick in the first round. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit... And withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code DRYHEAT to enter the free draft pool with 10 grand in prizes up for grabs. That's promo code DRYHEAT to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. <sighs> Next up. You thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next up, Jay Crowder. What are you giving Jay Crowder as a grade this season?
1: I give him an A. I give him an A. I think he was the guy that even the finals games, uh, when we lost three and four, he really stepped up hit some big shots. Um, and we just couldn't capitalize on his good games. Usually when he played good, that's when the Suns would get a win, right? When he would knock down those three, four, five threes a game. Like he would he would be the guy to rely upon. In that. And then I think him in the starting lineup was just something that was magic to the to the point to where it's it's nothing that's really sexy, right? I think he just needed to be in there to really make sure everything worked right. And I don't have a hard time explaining that, but just having him in there really helped everybody else in like little, little ways, little ways just to help their game too. And he was a perfect support system for everybody on that team. And I think he did a, a, a hell of a job, dude. I'm glad he, yeah, I'm glad he joined Phoenix. I'm glad he cho- chose us. And when we first got him, I was like very happy and I didn't know what to expect too much, you know? but we got more than what we deserved from him. I think he did a tremendous job this year.
0: No, he absolutely did. And, uh, Kid says in the chat, okay, a little Espo and Voida. Listen, I've been doing podcasts with Espo now for the past, like two months. And he's taught me how to do the draft King reads. Okay. So I'm, I'm try- <laughs> the trying same to get person at- now. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're <laughs> merging as one. His beard. As long as you subscribe to the pod and go to DraftKings and use promo code dry heat. I don't care. Uh, a lot of people are giving A's and B's in the chat. Uh, the salsa was an a plus, Uh, a minus, you know, wish he was a little bit more consistent kind of across the board. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give him a B plus, uh, again, expectations were he was going to be a leader for this team. And he, he was that he was going to be a physical team, uh, presence for this team. And he was that, and he was going to be streaky for this team. And he was that, uh, the only reason I don't give him an A is just because again, I knew that the inconsistency was going to occur. Uh, but I'm and this is recency bias. And I said, this is going to be the whole season, but this is a recency bias. Like dude could not do shit against Giannis. Nobody can, nobody could, Uh, but I was expecting him to play a little (laughs) bit better, you know, on on defense on, on Giannis in the finals. It is. Uh, But, you know, again, he's somebody who I'm interested to see also if he's coming back next season as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mikhail bridges, the, 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 the the warden. Uh, I'm going to give him an a, you know what? I'm going to give him a B plus two. Now that I think about it. You know, Mikael Bridges is one of those. He He's a touchy subject with Suns fans. There's certain Suns that you just like you can't provide criticism to or like you are the devil. And it's been like Devin Booker was like that for the first like four years of his his career in the NBA. Like if you said anything against Devin Booker, like, dude, he's, he's a little streaky. Dude, he's got like a little bit of an attitude problem. People will be like, dude, do you want to die on that cross today? Because I will nail you to it. Uh, I'm going to give him a B plus just because Uh, defensively, I don't think he is necessarily as cracked up as we all think that he is. He's a good defender. Don't get me wrong. He really is, but he's not necessarily somebody who's a true shutdown defender. And I'm hoping I can say the word yet. I think that coming into his career, he will have the ability to to lock down guys with more regularity, but there's certain players like he just can't lock down at all. And again, it's kind of unfair because we typically take, Mikhail Bridges and deploy him against one of the toughest matchups, but he was kind of inconsistency when you look at his defensive rating. His defensive rating was 13th best on the team, dude. You know, th- I mean, and then granted, you know, like Damian he's Jones, the best guy, yeah. he is, you know, you know, there's mm-hmm. Damian Jones is in there and like, you know, uh, Dario <laughs> Saric is a 111, you know, you know, the, the best guy on the team is Torrey Craig and, and DeAndre and they both had 109 and Mikhail Bridges had 112. So it's only like three points off, but I think that he, needs to improve on the defense and he will, you know, but to all of our expectations, like we think that he's like Kawhi Leonard and he's just not there yet. He's got a long way to go. I am excited to see him kind of expand his offensive game, but he is definitely the guy, the one guy who is a member of the starting five, who is the, the invisible man. He's the guy who disappears for a quarter or two at a time, both on offense and defense. Am I wrong?
1: Um, No, you're not. And I don't know if that's his fault or not. Uh, Some of it should be, um, but some of it should not be because you have uh, players like Chris Paul and Devin Booker on there that are ball dominant. You're not going to have the only thing that Mikhail Bridges really could do is catch and shoot or um, maybe do a make a quick cut you know, to the basket. He did that a few times, but even getting it to the rim, he needs to work on that. I think the confidence getting to the rim, the pump fake three was always something we try to jam down his throat and he started to do it more. And he tried, started to prove there. There was one time though, during the season where he was, I feel like the, the best player on the team, right? Like everyone was just like, yes. I got to get this guy's Jersey. This is the future of the Suns. Not that he's overtaking Booker, or Chris Paul, but he was just doing everything. He was scoring. He was getting to the rim. Defense was there. And then you could start to think it's like, okay, so it was a short off season, last off season. Then he had a long ass season this season. He has to guard the best player every game. He needs to put some more muscle on his body. So there's just a lot of things that go into next year to where he will take the next step. And that's the beauty with these players is Mm -hmm. year three, you know, these players, right? By then you'll know them. We know he's going to be good. I think his ceiling, I don't know, but what he can bring into the next year is just improvements everywhere. And you know, he's going to do that. And I think he just, he's a guy. Oh, did I give my grade? I, I give him an A, right? Oh, I I give him an A. I give him an A. I just think he, he, he excelled to a level to where I didn't think he would reach the season. And at certain times, certain times he didn't. And I just don't think that's his role to be ball dominant and just to be a guy to really have that composure and like even the confidence to have the ball at all times and to do something with it. So he'll get there. I think he can be that player, but it'll take a little bit more time, maybe another year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And he's somebody... I mean, you need a Mikael Bridges on your team if you want to win a championship. And we were so close, and Kenneth Payne said in the chat, like, if he just played a little bit better, we might have won a championship. But he is the the ingredient that allows for your team to be successful continually is having a player like him. You hope that he expands his offensive game a little bit because obviously that'll help. But uh, B-plus for me, A from you. And now our boy, DeAndre Ayton. What do you give D-A?
1: D-A is going to get an A-plus. For sure my first a plus goes the da um he kind of got you
0: did it yes. Da. you did it
1: you did it congrats to you big boy and happy birthday by the way i think he uh i will never call you big boy again i swear <laughs> i won't do that he he was at one time on bill simmons top 20 list of players that you need to have to win a finals and now he's off of it but that's just dick he was recognized as Hey, okay, next draft gets the big man. We're going back to the big man. We were always talking about big men, but never in this way to where we'd go back to the draft and talk about who sh- everyone should draft. And now they're talking about big men again, because of Deandre. Aiden, it wasn't the fat, it wasn't the thing to do, but he played himself into a position to where a lot of teams are now looking at him and be like, we need a guy like that. When you play against Giannis, and thank God he didn't have to go against Anthony Davis. Those two players are superstars on another level, their own realm. They are just players that you cannot deal with when they're playing on the offensive end. He did the best he could in the finals. There's not a whole lot you can ask from him when you are going one-on-one against him Uh, offensively. Of course he needs to work on his inside game and all that, but he stepped up to the challenge in the playoffs and got us. He was going to be the MVP. If, if, Things worked out, you know, uh, of the finals, right? I mean, book put up the big numbers and stuff, but for us to win, we needed him to be MVP. He wasn't able to do it because he had to go up against Giannis. But still, an A plus effort this year, man. He did fantastic.
0: Well, and again, as as you mentioned, happy birthday to DeAndre, and he is now only twenty three years old. So you know, (laughs) you know, which is crazy. You know, everything that we're talking about is him as a twenty two year old. Uh, I'm going to give him an A, and the only reason I don't give him a, a plus is because. You know, I had high expectations for DA coming into this season already. And that's why we created and watch this past season because anytime he came short of those expectations, we would criticize them as fans do. That's what fans do. They're they're just going to sit and pick apart the team and see opportunities for them to get better and hope that they do because we knew the talent was there, but we needed to see the execution and the dedication to his craft. And we did see that, that this season. We saw we we had front row seats to watching a guy grow into his own and then to take that next step in the playoffs. And the only reason, again, he doesn't get a plus from me is because I just don't think that he finished completely as dominant as I'd like him on the offensive end. Defensively, he was absolutely fantastic this season. What he did in the playoffs will always be remembered by Suns fans. It is nice to have that kind of run in the playoffs. So anytime anybody brings up the 2018 draft, you just point to that and you go, you know what? That's why we got DeAndre Ayton for that reason. And to your point, Matthew, now everybody's talking about drafting a big. And it's because of the play of DeAndre Ayton and Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA Finals. So, uh, again, a lot of A-pluses. Walter Lazo gives him a B-plus. Uh, here, you know, Here's the question. Kenneth Payne brings it up. Do you sign him to the max, Matthew?
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I say yes, and it's funny listening to the radio now because they lost. It's like, uh, maybe that's too much money. It's like, uh, you know what? You can throw the money his way because you have players on the team. Currently, Chris Paul, I hope to God he comes back. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But Booker and the the Monty, he have the right system around him to throw the money at him. If it was something like before to where maybe he's putting up the stats that we're not winning, it's like, no, hold on, that's fine. If he averaged 14 points a game this year, but we still got to the finals because of him, because he was the X-Factor, yes, he deserves the money. And it's just whether or not, you know, if he's going to be back in the gym soon or not? I'm pretty sure he would be. He will be with Chris Paul and Booker on his team. So I'm comfortable giving him the max. What do you I'm think, with,
0: dude? I, I'm with it too. You know, you, th- you need to establish who this team's identity is moving forward for the next five years. And you already have Booker locked up for the next four. It's three or four. I forget what it is now. The time time marches on. So you have your shooting guard, right? And now you need hmm. your big. You lock those two guys up as your max players. You have Chris Paul who's going to be uh, a whole nother conversation. I know that I said at the beginning of this podcast, we we're going to do the player grades for the season. Then we're going to talk about Chris Paul. And then we're going to talk about free agents. You know, Matthew, we're going to take the, we're going to save the Chris Paul conversation and the free agent conversation for the podcast that we'll do on Sunday night. Uh, because we're, we've spent way too much time on this. But that being said, even though the monies are going to be hard this off season, and we're going to be stretched thin, you have to sign this dude to the max. And that was kind of the question coming into the season. Was it going to be McHale or DA who were going to earn the max money? Ayton did it by showing that he truly is a unicorn-esque type of player and how effective he was in the playoffs. He now knows, as Devin Booker said in the postgame after the finals, we know if we're playing a Tuesday night in Cleveland how important that game is. And I think that Aiden's is going to carry that same mentality. We're going to really see DeAndre Aton grow into his own next year. He's probably the one person I am so excited to see moving into the next season because now he's seen his potential. And when you're playing against Cleveland on a Tuesday night, he can if he is locked in the way that he that Devin Booker and Chris Paul always are, he will dominate time and time again. So I think and agree with you that DeAndre Drayton is somebody that you have to sign to the max. Next up, Chris Paul, CP three. What grade do you give him? A plus for sure. Um,
1: if I'm grading on the finals, I don't ever want to say it, but just the way he played in a few games is just not very good at all. But then again, you think about like even uh, you know, this is the next step for the Suns, he's never been to the finals, so I know he's been in the in the league for 16 years but it hits people differently. I think you just have to understand that these guys, when you haven't been there and then you're getting older and you're like, maybe this is my last chance. And it, it's even more of an intense pressure on the guy. So, but for him to do what he did when he came in, I mean, I was all for getting him. I didn't care who he gave away. I wanted this guy. I wanted the salary, I wanted all of it because I knew it would be winning just getting to the playoffs. But getting the championship, he had a lot to do with that. He had almost all of it to do with that. Getting coming here because of Devin Booker. Like he, he truly churned, turned, turned, Devin Booker into a leader. I feel like this year, and that's not really talked about a lot because Booker where's the madness and the technicals and all of that. I feel like CP three really had a hand in that to really develop him in that way. So I give him an a plus because of that. And just because, I mean, we wouldn't be here because without him. So he had to give it to him.
0: This is my first a plus is a CP three. And it's not just because of what he did this season and got this team to the NBA finals but it's what he did for this franchise moving forward. He showed everybody, hey, you can go to Phoenix and win. He showed everyone, hey, Phoenix is a culture where you can go there and you want to go there. And it's something that we're going to continue to see moving into this offseason for the next few years uh, moving forward is guys who actually want to make Phoenix a destination for free agents. Uh, you know, if, if they have trade opt-outs and things of that nature, like signing trades, things of that nature, like they're going to want to come to Phoenix. And it started with Chris Paul bringing that back. He's the guy who said, "Hey, I can go to that team, I can help them win." And then he did so. And then he played out of his mind all season. Like I said, he's somebody who we thought would be probably play about 60 to 80% of the season. 60 is probably low. So 80 is a good guess. You know, before the season began, we're like, "You know what? He's somebody who's going to be injured or need to take, you know, load management games." He didn't. He con- constantly and consistently played. He's the reason DeAndre Aiton became aggressive. He's somebody who Devin Booker Uh, Learned so much from on how to be clutch. And I think that again, not just for what he did this season, but for what he's doing for the season that this team moving forward, he gets an A plus from me. Uh, Real quick, Nathaniel in the in the chat, he says you guys talking about money like you the ones paying him max contracts ties franchise future with no flexibility. I'll disagree with that statement because in ba- basketball, like if you sign a guy for five years, doesn't mean you're going to have him for five years. Uh, contracts six, don't mean shit. They don't mean shit in the NBA. This isn't baseball where they're signing guys for like 15 oh, years. Yeah. Just just see Anthony Davis's contract and how he was like, you know what? I'm not playing the last three years. What a, what, what a <laughs> exactly. max contract does is develop loyalty with the players and, again, says we have a culture where we're going to reward you for how you played mm-hmm. this season.
1: And who else are you going to pay? Rudy got paid that much money that he has. And then, yeah, honestly, Rudy, Rudy who else are you going to give the money to, man? You have a guy right in front of you. You got to give it to him.
0: Exactly. The last guy that we'll talk about is Devin Armani Booker. This is my second A+. Uh, again, you know, looking at how I perceived him prior to the season beginning, uh, he completely and utterly changed my narrative on him for forever and always. Uh, you know, I've always been somebody who's critical of Devin Booker, of his attitude, of his volume, of his uh, Booker ball mentality, of his, you know, like, I'm just going to try to carry this team because in the past he had to. And this year he learned and his, his statistics were, were low compared to years prior, but he he learned how to be a member of a team. And we saw in the playoffs who this guy is and the mentality that he has, that killer instinct. And he does so in a manner that I do nothing but have respect for. Everybody in the NBA wants to have a Devin Booker on their team unless they're playing him. And then they're just going to pick him apart because he's not on their team. And his performance this season uh, was absolutely fantastic. Big Dick book, A-plus for me.
1: Mm, yeah, A-plus. Yeah. Um... Mainly because you know we're talking about steps. Everyone skips eh, all those steps and whatever, but he 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 skipped a step in the way to where when a player finally reaches the playoffs in a certain situation to where he has to lead his team, get over the hump, get to the finals. He did that. I know he had help with Chris Paul. DeAndre he played a big part of it, but there wasn't one game in the in the finals that he played where I'm like, what the f- are you doing, dude? You know what I mean? He just he's not that guy. He's gonna play to what the tempo of the, of the game is. He's gonna finish the way he finish the game he the way he wants to play it. You know, and he'll help his team while he's scoring a lot of points. Oh, <laughs> what was that? what did you try? I just knocked over my light. Oh, <laughs> oh, baby, you okay, baby?
0: It's okay.
1: Yeah, a plus for the dude because he he did get that step. And honestly, he, we have that guy on our team that can just come up in big moments. That is huge, dude. When's the last time we had that? to really get us to the places we need to go in the, in the playoffs and even to the championship, we have him he's here. Like we dude, he's our, he's our God for the next four or three years. we how many, However long yep. he's going to be for.
0: Absolutely. And it's going to be exciting watching him play Olympic basketball. Uh, yes. Again, just so proud to have him. And as Fabio says, he nails, he's the jam star of the season. It's it's Devin. I think Bunker. so too. So. I think so too. So there you go. You got anything else you want to throw? Um, those, are our, those are our player grades, ladies and gentlemen, Jamsters from everywhere. So uh, we hope you, you know, it's, it's so much fun doing this with the Jamsters and, you know, reflecting on the season that was. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, a reminder that we, if you're a listener of this podcast, we no longer are going to be under the bright side feed. We actually are just under Sun's Jam Session feed. So if you search that on Apple Podcasts and eventually where you get all of your podcasts, that's where you'll find the Suns Jam session. You no longer have to find us on Brightside. So, please go and subscribe there. Please give us a five star review. Let's start to build out that podcast as well as a new opportunity has presented itself as we joined the Dry Heat Network, which is a local Arizona sports network covering all of the sports. We are one of the Suns podcasts. So uh, excited for that opportunity, uh, and it's just, it's going to be really fun doing it.
1: Yeah. Just like the Suns, this is—it's uh, not over yet. We're, we have a long way to go with this thing, dude. No
0: hell yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: dude. I'm excited.
0: A whole another excited, whole another season lies ahead. I, mm-hmm. I like it, uh, Fabio. Uh, no, Damian Jones. Uh, F F for Damian Jones. Game over. F for farts. <laughs> F for farts. So this is a reminder to everybody who's watching. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening on the, the dry heat podcast network, subscribe rate and review there as well. Leave that five-star review for us. We really appreciate it. We'll be live again on Sunday night at 7 PM. And we will be talking about Chris Paul and early free agent targets. And then on Tuesday at 7 PM, we'll be live with Zona sports to talk about the NBA draft and some of the prospects. So plenty of more, plenty more content coming your way. Suns fans. This is what we do. Uh, you know, NBA finals are over. On to the next season. So let's do this thing. Again, thank you ever so much for joining us. You can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew.
1: At Matthew Lissy.
0: And that's all mm-hmm. I got. If, if Matthew, that's unless I you I have got. anything else you want to tell the jamsters.
1: No, everyone go home and uh, love your family. <laughs> <laughs>